0: Three men go off on a sailing adventure and disappear seemingly into thin air. No definitive clues are left behind. Only an abandoned boat with torn sails thrashing in the wind. A case of tragic human error or are multiple sightings of unusual aircrafts to blame. This is Supernatural Matters, a psychic story original, and I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Every other Wednesday, I'll be sharing an unexplained mystery, leaving you to ultimately decide, natural or supernatural? You can find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on your favorite podcast player or at SupernaturalMatters.com. And if you like what you're hearing, reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at A Psychic's Story. Derek Batten, who went by Des, was a 56-year-old father of two from Perth, Australia. In 2006, he buys his dream boat, the Kaz 2, Along with his best friend Peter and his brother John, referred to as Jimmy, Tunstead, they prepare for the trip of a lifetime. The plan is to sail around the upper part of Australia from Arley Beach in Queensland back to their families in Perth. It's a journey of over 3,500 miles that will roughly take them about two months. Between 7 and 8 in the morning on April 14, 2007, Des and the Tenston brothers set sail. At 9.30 that same morning, Peter's wife called. He told her everything was fine and that their next stop would be Townsville, just two days away. A couple hours later, Des made a routine call to a shore-based radio operator to check in. It was the last time anyone would hear from them. Three days later in the desolate open seas, 100 miles off the coast of Queensland, Australia, the crew of a surveillance aircraft makes a strange discovery. A catamaran, its sails torn, with no obvious sign of anyone on board, is drifting further and further out to sea. Where's the crew? And why is the sail so badly damaged? Unsettled by the ominous sight, the surveillance team notifies the Coast Guard, who dispatches a rescue helicopter. As the rescue team approaches, they expect to find an injured person or party, or worse, dead bodies, but instead they find is a ghost ship. The crew has completely vanished. The engine was running. Fishing lines remained dangling in the water. The deck was dry. A half a cup of coffee rested near the helm. Food was plated on the table, alongside it utensils. Three beds had clearly been slept in. The GPS, radio, and emergency equipment was functional. Yet no distress signal had been sent. There were no visible signs of distress. Police investigators dig into the most logical cause for the men's disappearance. Could a storm have washed them overboard? On the edge of the Coral Sea and the Pacific Ocean where the men were sailing, it is historically one of the most dangerous pieces of water in the world with hundreds of shipwrecks along the coast but the sea conditions on the day they disappeared were sunny with smooth sailing conditions. No storms were tracked or reported. Could a freak wave instead have swept the men overboard? Freak waves are scientifically verified phenomena. They happen suddenly and without warning. Scientists define a freak wave as a wave double in size than the surrounding sea. So in other words, if you have a 50-foot wave and a 20-foot seas, that is considered a freak wave. They are caused by taking energy from the waves around it to become much bigger and thus, less stable. Freak waves occur fairly often and sweep off entire decks at a time. A large wave overcoming the boat could explain why a distress signal was never received from the CAS-2. The men would not have had time to send one. But the evidence doesn't seem to support that theory. If a freak wave had hit the boat, then there would have been a good amount of water on the deck the gear would have washed away, the fishing lines would not necessarily have remained intact, and certainly the cup of coffee that was sitting there wouldn't be there. Drawing a blank, investigators begin to search for signs of criminal activity. All the men's expensive electronics, phones, computers, and navigation equipment are all found on board, along with their wallets with cash in them. Further, there were no visible signs of a struggle. The CAS-2 was in perfect working order. Nothing is missing, only its crew. So if a storm or criminals are not to blame, what happened? Where are their bodies? The evidence rules out men overboard caused by storms or criminal activity. An exhaustive search is conducted, but nothing is found of Des, Peter, or Jimmy. When no bodies are found at sea after seven days, the search is called off and the police begin a forensic search of the boat for new clues. They find a home video shot by Jimmy. The timestamp is 10:05 a.m. on the morning of the disappearance. The boat is at sail, the engine off, and remember earlier that when the Coast Guard boarded the Cas 2, the engine was running. Peter is fishing off the back of the boat. Dez is at the helm. Neither are wearing life jackets. The sea is a bit choppy at the time, but nothing deemed unmanageable. It is believed that within 25 minutes after the video is taken, that is when all three men vanished. It is the ship's GPS system that provides this important clue because close to 10.30 a.m., the boat turns radically off its planned route heading straight out to the sea. Based on the state of the boat, the video, and the GPS, the coroner suggests a possible theory on the men's fate. He thinks that Peter's fishing line becomes entangled. Trying to free it, he falls into the water. His brother Jimmy, who is a strong swimmer, dives in to help. Des then starts the boat engine and turns toward the two men in the water. As he moves toward the life rings, he places his cup of coffee down. The wind suddenly changes direction, the mainsail swings around, and the boom knocks Des into the back, sending him tumbling overboard. All three men are now in the water with no life jackets, and the boat is quickly moving away. The Kaz 2 is traveling more than 5 miles per hour. They can't swim fast enough to catch up and drown. The coroner, Michael Barnes, concludes that the three men are dead due to a tragic and freak accident. The boat's previous owner corroborates this notion when he shares that, in his opinion, the three men were not experienced sailors and were not fit to set sail that day. However, many people, including other boat experts and the men's family members, disagree with the report. The weather conditions were moderate that day. Des was an experienced sailor, according to them. And with this experience, he would have immediately thrown a life ring out to his friends, but all the life rings were accounted for in the boat. The fact that he didn't deploy them indicates instead that something took his attention away from deploying the basic survival techniques. And with Des being around boats most of his life, dodging a swinging boom would have been instinctual. How a boom behaves, where to stand safely, etc. that would have been second nature to him. But if a storm is ruled out and the corner report is unlikely, then what happened to the crew of the CAS-2? Is it possible that the answer lies in the paranormal? While the disappearance of Dez and the Tencent brothers is considered a closed case to investigators, many remain unconvinced and instead turn toward more controversial explanations. The coral sea where the men were sailing is nearly 8,000 feet deep and full of dangerous and elusive predators. Is it possible that the men fell prey to one of them? The saltwater crocodile is a prehistoric predator that has survived for over millions of years. Saltwater crocs are extremely dangerous animals, averaging 10 to 20 feet in length. More people are lost in crocodile attacks than in shark attacks each year. They are known to attack canoes and inflatables, but not larger boats like a yacht or catamaran. Others suggest that the men came into contact with an unknown creature, one not fully studied or understood yet by scientists. We are still discovering animals in the deep sea. There might be something that overtook them in that fateful day that we have yet to discover. But if the men had been attacked by a large sea creature, the CAS 2 would exhibit some evidence, and there was no damage to the boat on the underside or sides. Aside from the sail, it was in perfect condition. As a result of this evidence, an animal attack from the deep sea creatures is deemed unlikely, but there is another potential answer to what may have happened to the missing men. Australia is headquarters to one of the largest UFO investigation groups in the world and many members believe that the fate of the CAS-2 is linked to a documented event that happened the day before the men set sail. It was 6 p.m. on the evening before Saturday 14th, 2007. Multiple witnesses reported a large, gray, unidentified flying object in the sky. It is described as being a metallic saucer spanning hundred feet edged with lights and moving at an incredible speed. The object is seen heading out north to the sea in the direction of where the CAS-2 would have been sailing at the time. Twelve hours after the object is spotted, their surveillance crew spots the CAS-2 drifting aimlessly and the men are reported missing. Within that same time frame, another strange object is spotted in Ruby vale, directly inland from where the CAS-2 is ultimately found. Could these strange sightings have something to do with the men vanishing seemingly into thin air? The official inquest into the men's disappearance ended in December 2008. After calling 27 witnesses to the stand, all the court could agree on was that staged disappearances and foul play could be officially ruled out. Everything else from a freak accident to an alien encounter continued to evoke passionate theories about the men's fate, keeping their memories alive to this day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supernatural Matters. So what do you think? Were Des and the Tunstead brothers victims of bad weather? Foul play? A tragic freak accident? An unknown sea creature? Or were aliens to blame? Check out the photos and other evidence at supernaturalmatters.com and head over to A Psychic Story on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to give us your thoughts. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. And as a reminder, you can find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free or on your favorite podcast player.